And uh, we'd like to welcome you guys to the Buy the Block podcast, where we are here teaching you how to buy a rent and profit. Uh, we've got best-selling author Brian Chavis in the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Man, how, how are you doing this week? Man, blessed, blessed. You know, the holiday rush. Yep. You know, we're coming into the fourth quarter of the holiday season, um, you know, out there trying to get the gifts and, you know, get everything organized, doing a little bit of toy drive and absolutely and uh you know getting the, getting the kids squared away getting ready for a little vacation to walt disney world ourselves so we'll be doing a little something a little podcast live from the planet of batu exactly. but next week you and i will be looking for for multi-family investments on the planet of batu the whole, probably the first investors on the planet intergalactic investors intergalactic intergalactic we've got to add that to the to the to our resumes intergalactic absolutely. Real estate investors looking for multifamily on the planet of Batu. So we're yes. gonna be we're so excited to be live streaming from Disney, Walt Disney World, uh, Star Wars Land next week. So yeah, man, I'm like we're excited excited about that. Absolutely, we're working on all our lingo and everything. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, man. We had to watch the YouTube videos <laughs> and figure out how to navigate, go and find the lightsabers and and work on our. You know, absolutely. With the, how to order food and the whole nine. This, yeah, this, this could be interesting. Exactly, man. Well, yeah, um, I, I saw the, you know, you got yeah, two baskets full of toys for the kids and everything, man. So we really appreciate you uh, giving back and helping out, man. And, uh, yeah, um, man. It, you know, definitely the season. So It is. You know, we, we try not to advertise it. You know, me personally, I won't, you know, jump on there and advertise that kind of stuff too much myself personally. I know you say it's good for the brand and that, you know, um, and I agree, you know, but yeah, man, you know, I won't do too much in the open with it, but, uh, you know, yeah, I try absolutely. to make sure that, uh, you know, we're always, uh, we're always giving back. Uh, but you know, for yeah. me, I believe my personal belief is, you know, at the end of the day, God knows what I'm doing. He sees that's right. you know, how I operate. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I wake up and when I lay my head in bed, that, that's kind of who I answer to. Right. So, you know, he sees me doing the work and putting the work in. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's all the profile or high profile. That's all, you know, that's, if, that's right. He, he's watching and blesses what I'm doing, man. Then that, you know, really that's all, that's what it's about. Exactly. I love it. I love it, man. Well, you know, this week we're going to talk about, um, Finding a finding your target area um, is part of getting a good deal, um, and you created a it's, it's a step by step process for evaluating processes. Um, I evaluate well, yes. Yeah, I, I, I can't take credit for that. Right, right. The multi-family, the multi-family industry. industry. So yeah, there's there's a step by step process for evaluating properties. I did coin the term CODA. There you go. I'll give you that. Exactly. So a step by step process for evaluating property and determining if it's a good investment for you. Correct. And and uh, you called it the Ciota process. Correct. Um, and this is actually in your book. Um, this is on page forty three uh, within Buyer and Profit. And and I'd love for you to uh, break that down for the listeners. You know what is the Ciota process? Why is it important to deploy that when you're looking for multifamily investments? Yeah, man. That and that's a great question. And obviously, that's you know where a lot of the the um, investment 
trainings and philosophies you know kind of stem around that process uh and i am fortunate and blessed to have come through the multi-family industry yeah. i say that when actually you know boots on the ground uh and uh, to really see this these systems you right. know uh, stress test um that we're about to talk about so um you know yeah you know there is a methodology behind understanding how to hit certain markets and then when to hit certain markets. Okay. Timing is everything. You right. heard that a million times before, right. but it's so true in real estate investing in multifamily. Timing is everything. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you can be in a market too early and you can be in a market too late mm. and, uh, and that can make all the difference. Uh, and so understanding how to predict and understanding how to forecast, uh, you know, it weighs heavy on, you know, on the, on, you know, on the, um, you know, on the project itself and its ability to get from point A to point B. So, uh, you know, you really have to, that's why we call it strategic, or I coined it strategic evaluation of a target area right. in Seattle because everything was strategic. You know, I always thought, I always felt like when I was going through the multifamily industry and I was going through this training and I was having to provide this information for my, yep. su- my, my superiors, um, I always felt it was military. I've never been in the military, but I was like, wow, you know, this information that they're gathering, right. trying to, you know, really dig into who the prospect tenant's demographic is. I mean, it just was very military-like mm-hmm. on how they narrowed in on or, or honed in on a certain market area and knew more about that area than than the people who lived in that area. And then, you know, then they made their decisions based upon that uh, that research and allowing the research to make the decisions and not actual individuals' personal preferences right. uh, make those decisions. So, yeah, it was, it was very interesting and uh, excited to kind of dive into that. Absolutely. And I like you said in the book, um, I said, once you've identified exactly what you're looking for, you can find it a lot faster. And so when you're talking about going up against institutional investors and all these other people looking at deals, once you understand how to strategically target you know, your area, you're going to be able to go after these deals a lot quicker and find something that, that fits you. Yeah. And Carlos, one of our, our clients in our coaching program talked about it today when he was like, Hey, you know, should I go after class C properties? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, you're able to identify, you know, for me, I was like, you can drop me off anywhere and I'll find an opportunity because I'm, you know, a lot of people shy away from certain markets and, and opportunities because of the, uh, how management intensive some of the projects could be. Right. Um, and then those who don't shy away from it jump in, but really don't understand what they're getting into on the management side. And, uh, you know, obviously they lose uh, sight and the ability to um, to execute on the management plan. Right. And so, therefore, you know, they find themselves in trouble. So are underperforming. So, um, yeah, when you're doing this right, you know how to evaluate the market. And then you have the, the knowledge and the expertise to execute mm-hmm. on what you found. Right. Uh, yeah, man, it, it, it really takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to break down. I'm going to go into the, I'm going to list the different categories within the SIOTA analysis process. And now that, since we've got you here, the author of the book, I'm going to have you break down, elaborate. You know, elaborate on all these. So within the SIOTA process, we've got building permits, employment, average household size, demographics, psychographics, mortgage interest rates rental market rates and occupancy rates. So I'd like to, you know, through this podcast, break down each one of those individually and hear, you know, in your opinion, why these are all part of the strategic evaluation. And let's start with uh, building permits. Tell me more about, you know, why building permits are important to look at and how does that play a a factor into uh, 
Yeah, so when you're looking at areas, you know, and right now most people are probably looking through, especially during the holiday season where everyone's taking a break. A lot of guys are underwriting deals and looking at multiple projects. And you're looking at the deal. And everyone, okay. I think I'm going to maybe possibly jump on a webinar and look at someone pitch a deal right. later this afternoon. But everyone talks about the deal. Mm. I don't really give a damn about the deal. Right. I want to know about the demographics, the psychographics of the area. I'm more interested in not actually the deal itself, the right. building itself, the brick and mortar. I'm more interested about who's going to rent, what that demographic profile looks like, what the economic stability of the of of, of, of the location of the area. So of the building permit building permit activity, um, all of these CO segments, the you know, uh, KPIs, key, you know, uh, the heck does that stand? What is it? Key performance indicators. There you go. Yep. Key performance indicators. Um, all of these things are important, but you know, building permits in particular, you know, so when I'm looking at a deal or a deal is pitched to me, I really want to know and, and start evaluating the building permit activity in the area to be able to kind of get an idea of a crystal ball of what's being developed. Right. And so when I can see what's being developed, I can kind of understand the mindset of of, of those who, you know, put a lot of a lot of time and research into you know, into a particular area. So if I see a super Walmart coming in, super target, you know, I see, you know, uh, you know, certain developments like that or certain retailers coming into the market building. Mm -hmm. I have an understand, uh, understanding or if they're already there, I have an understanding of the demographic and psychographic profile. It begins right. to paint a picture, um, you know, of what the demographic and psychographic profile of that particular neighborhood, modern income, middle income, you know, I mean, I, I'm right. beginning, you know, it helps with starting a, a to paint a picture and then it also helps with forecasting. We're looking at building permit activity, not building permits being pulled to allow you to right. do certain work, but building permit activity showing you what's to come. So are right. they building a super Walmart? Are they building office development? Are they building some new class A multifamily? So, you know, looking at the building permit activity and scrutinizing the building permit activity is going to give you an idea of, you know, where, where we're forecasting because you have to skate to where the puck is going. Okay. So, you know, that's how you, I mean, that's how you get rich in any business. You want to skate to where the puck is going. You don't want to necessarily be where the puck is at right exactly. now. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't make money, you know, nah. betting and, and gambling on, on, you know, and I say betting and gambling, that's not, that's not a good term. Betting or, or hedging your bets or forecasting on, on, on current market Correct. conditions. You got to skate to where you think the puck is going to be. And that's how you get there first is how you actually, you know, how you make money. Absolutely. I love it, man. So building permits is, is one of the, keys to, uh, or one of the parts of the CODA process. So employment, why is employment um, important as far as evaluating the target area? Yeah, because uh, employment, really, I'm honing in on employment to really understand the demographic and psychographic profile of okay. the prospect tenant. Uh, people hear me say this a lot. Buildings don't pay rent. People pay rent. Got it. So I'm more interested in the demographic profile. Again, you'll see you know, not us, but you'll see people pitching. Right. You know, when you're doing your multi, you know, Chavis, Chavis Capital, when we present a deck, we're talking more about the economics and the prospect tenant. Then mm. we back in mm. to why we feel this particular property works for that particular profile right. tenant. Right. You know, talking about the building, the investor, the building is, is not paying the investor back their, their, their returns. Right. The tenant is. Right. So, you know, it, but you really don't look at it that way unless you've actually been in the business for a while and you actually have managed boots on the ground and you actually are been trained this way. So just really understanding that that's the most important thing 
It's looking at the and the best way for me to pros to to identify the profile of the prospect tenant is looking at where he or she is employed. Right. Okay. Because then I can get an idea about income. Right. And then I can start building income profiles. And then when I can get an idea about income, then I can forecast rents. And when you can mm. forecast rents, then you can properly forecast value. Okay. Because net operating income, you know, the cap rate, NOI divided by the value of the property. Uh, cash on cash return, you know, before tax cash flow, you know, the NOI. NOI is in every formula, whether it be cash on cash return, right. cap rate, debt coverage ratios, all the formulas that are used to evaluate the value of an investment property have net operating income in it. Got so it. what makes up 99.9% .9 of net operating income? Rent. Mm. Who pays rent? People. People. Absolutely. So how are you how are you really understanding value if you really don't understand anything about the people? The demographic profile. Is that yeah. Does it make sense? No, what I'm, what I'm it makes, makes perfect sense. So, yeah, it's like, how can you tell me about value? And better yet, how can you forecast value if you really don't understand? Because certain economic changes affect certain demographic profiles right. differently. Right. So what changes in the economy, interest rates, unemployment, you know, all the buzzwords, tariffs, what affects the overall economy doesn't necessarily affect each and every demographic profile different. So different tax brackets are affected differently. Right. According to changes in the economy. So to do a broad brush broad brush stroke mm. and just talk about in general the economy means absolutely nothing to a sophisticated investor. And you know, you have to drill down to the root, which is how does this change in the economy affect my particular demographic or my particular prospect tenant. Right. And how you begin to understand it is evaluating the employment. Mm. All right. So um, this is great. So we got employment, we got building permits. Then you listed it average household size as part of the CO process. Why mm -hmm. is that important to uh, you know evaluating a strategic area? Because then it begins to paint a picture of what type of building am I looking for? Okay. So you can find a great investment, but if the if it has the wrong unit mix. The unit mix is the ratio between ones and twos and twos and threes, threes right. and fours. The unit mix, if it's the wrong unit mix, so if I have a bunch of, you know, I, you heard me say this a lot. Right. Take Park Plaza and move it anywhere seven miles yes. in any direction. Right. Any direction. And I wouldn't have done the deal. Right. If it wasn't sitting in downtown St. Pete, I wouldn't have done because it, it's all studio apartments. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make sense. Right. Makes sense in that particular downtown St. Pete. But, you know, and even there, you know, it, 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 it has limitations that are now built in mm -hmm. that you can do nothing about because of the unit mix. Right. So understanding that, you know, a lot of this has to be about the right type of unit mix for the demographic. But again, if you don't know anything about the demographic profile, you're just buying properties mm. because you feel like it's below market or, it you know, the pro forma cap rate looks great and, and you know, they say the cash on cash return is this, in which we all know, you know, is, is, you know, I mean, you got a discount, you know, that to a certain extent, you know, until you get in there and run the, you know, you do your due diligence yourself. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. No, that makes sense. You know, you got the, the right unit mix has to be for right. the demographic profile of the neighborhood. So, 
bunch of efficiencies is not going to work for the average family size is 4.7. Right. Okay. We just left a place at Starbucks. We got our coffee mm-hmm. over by USF. Average mm-hmm. family size by USF is uh, 3.7. A bunch of studios units are not going to work in certain areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you just have to understand, you know, how to match the particular product with the demographic profile. So that's why unit, uh, unit mix uh, average household size is very important to understand. Excellent. And we talked about that last week, uh, you know, the story about Anthony and his, the money, money was burning a hole in his pocket. Go. He got really hasty and found himself, you know, near tears when he was speaking to you mm-hmm. because he was about to go in foreclosure on his rental investment. Because he thought he, he bought a great apartment building under market value. Correct. There's a reason why it was under market value. Right, right. You know, he's like, ah, oh, the, the occupancy was so low because I remember this, this conversation was almost 20 years ago, yeah. 20 plus years. Yep. I remember like it was yesterday. It was at a read meeting. Yep. And yeah, he got himself involved with it, but he but he was convinced by the seller. Mm-hmm. The reason why the occupancy right now was so bad it was because it was poor management. Mm. And often that's the case. Right. But in this particular case, it wasn't poor management. It was because, you know, it, it was the wrong building unit mix for that particular demographic. So right. no one was interested in a bunch of studio apartments where the average family size was 4.5 right. or 3.7 or something like that. So, you know, they're looking for twos and threes. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, we got to be really careful, you know, with multifamily, um, you know, not necessarily single family homes where you can you know make a mistake and start over. Um, and you can't you can in multifamily, I would imagine. But, you know, we're dealing with bigger money. You know, yeah, and bigger, uh, a lot, of, yeah, lot more risk. I mean, it, yeah, these risks are, uh, you know, with the large institutional stuff, you can make, you can afford to make risks or, or have some risk there. And, uh, you know, the, because of sheer economies of scale, right. bail a lot of investors out. But when you're dealing with smaller 20, 30, 40 unit of buildings, you know, you, you, yeah, you have to be, you know, you have to operate like an institutional grade investor. Right. Um, and you have to play chess and not checkers. Exactly. When you play checkers, in this industry, this is when you, you know, this, you know, this is when you lose. Yep. You know, this is when you lose. You know, you hear these sad stories of everyone losing, you know, all their money and having to start over from scratch. You know, it's because it's, you know, you can often trace it back to their their inability to operate. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's let's keep moving down this list, man, because uh, this is this is some valuable information. So we've talked about building permits, employment, average household size, and then there's demographics, and so. Why is this part important to, why is this a piece of the puzzle for strategic evaluations? Yeah, it's, 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 well, as I've said, probably, you know, 20 times now, it's the most important piece okay. of, of everything. Uh, understanding who your prospect tenant is, is the most important part of all of this. Mm. And again, it's the most overlooked. Right. Just look, just go online. I am, I employ everyone listening, watching. Just go online and look at people advertising deals. Ask yourself, out of all the deals you see advertised, how many people are talking about the prospect tenant and how many people are actually talking about the building and the deal? Oh, this is a great deal. Mm-hmm. This is a great then cap rate, right. cash on projected cash on cash return, great area. Yep. That's what they say, great area. But, yep. you know, how many people are really drilling down to, to, the, to the demographic site? Who are the individuals the prospect tenants, because that tells me everything about mm-hmm. the value of that asset, where the rents are set, where I feel the pro formers is, is could could be moved, or as far as you know, pro forma rents are concerned, right. which all triggers value. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's the demographics will tell me who they are in that particular city. 
And again, how many people are telling you, you know, this is this is who you're renting to? Right, exactly. They're talking about the building, but the building doesn't write you a check every month and pay rent. Yep. Um, and I, I see that in a lot of other real estate books as well. Um, it's just talking about the building. That's it. Yep. Brick and mortar. <laughs> and brick and mortar is never paid rent. Yep. Yep. I mean, it might in some way, shape, or form, in some kind of form of real estate, but not this whole buyer rented profit. Yeah. You know, you know, not this renting. You know, the tenant pays rent. So. For me, I want to know more about the tenant than I do the actual building. You know, that that if, if that's where my income is coming from, wouldn't you think that that's important? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to do a quick plug here, man, because uh, this book um, is just chock full of information. And if you guys don't own it, uh, make sure you go pick it up um, on Amazon or you can go to your local bookstore. Buy it, rent it, profit. Um, not only do you get the book, but it's full of all the all the forms, the strategic evaluation forms. Um, you know, there's a whole appendix in the back. Maybe end. there's now. Nah, since you plugged, I'm gonna jump in here with a plug. This is probably over twenty five thousand dollars of what you would pay an attorney. It's ridiculous. Paul, Adam, my, my our, our friends, at, uh, our attorneys, Paul and Adam, please chime in and let them know <laughs> if you had to go in and write and create leases, um, rules and regulations, and, and, and letters of intent. And, and and this whole all of the forms in here. If you yeah. had to hire an attorney to do this, how much you how much would you pay in a retainer? This exactly. is a seventeen dollar book, if that. Right. And I've given you pretty much yeah. due diligence checklist. Anything you can think of that impacts buying a uh, an apartment building or rental property. Exactly. It's in there. And um, I'm gonna say you know go to brianchavis.com to uh, you know subscribe and and hear more about. Um, you know what we're up to, but also brianchavis.com forward slash Ciota. Um, you're going to be able to download the checklist, and we're going to get back into this, um, you know, in a moment. So we've got building permits, employment, average household size, and demographics. There's another um, thing you've got here, which is called psychographics. Mm -hmm. And so, what is psychographics? My wife says doesn't exist. <laughs> but but this is this is a strategic my wife, part. My wife says she's a psychologist. She's like, I don't think that's a word. Hey, well, it's a word. I'm, I'm gonna use it if it's gonna help you hey, make money and, hey, and you know. It's a word. I mean, that's how I was trained. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Psychographics. So we said demographics tells you the who. Yes. Psychographics tells you the why. Right. Demographics tells you the who. Psychographics tells you the why. Got why it. do the tenants do certain things? Why do they choose? A certain type of look or feel versus another, and that's really again drilling down to understanding who your prospect is. Now I understand right. their psychographics. So basically, I'm setting the stage. Right. I'm anticipating their needs in advance. Mm. So when they walk into a rental unit, I've already anticipated what they what they want to see: right. ceiling fans, fixtures, lighting fixtures, faucets, sink. All of that I've right. anticipated. How? Because I did my homework exactly. by doing the market survey, going to visit the Class A properties looking at the amenities that they put in because they've done extensive studies on the demographic profiles as well because I used to have to do the same thing in the multifamily industry. And so all I'm doing is is is, is understanding who my prospect tenant is and then setting the stage, anticipating their needs in advance. And when you can do that, then that's how you lease units quickly. Love it. At the market rent that you're looking to get. That's perfect. Perfect. So we've got psychographics, demographics, average household size, employment, building permits, there's still more on this list. So we've got mortgage interest rates. Why are we looking at mortgage interest rates in evaluating properties? Understanding like rates, 
you know, and obviously they're extremely low right now. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a good indicator, but it used to be a really solid one, okay. more so than what it is today. And the reason why I say it used to be more so than it is today, because now, you know, back then renting was taboo. So you looked at the interest rates and you felt like people would look for home ownership and want to move into home ownership because the rates were low. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you look at rates to kind of determine and, and to, to look at the overall where you can think trending the overall profile of your demographic is going what decisions they're going to make in the near future. Right. Interest rates being low, they may have the conversation at the dinner table. Maybe we should buy versus rent. Right. That's going to be a conversation. So you're trying to anticipate that, which means you're anticipating vacancy rates. Mm. Okay. But in today's market where it's more, it used to be taboo to rent, it's more favorable to rent. Correct. You have all this going on, the shared economy. You have, you know, this this Airbnb. You have this Uber. All this effect that millennials have. And now it's affecting not only millennials, but various other generations where people are looking at renting like, no, I like the lifestyle that renting offers because it's like, a shared economy. It's, right. You know, you, you're borrowing it. You don't necessarily have to buy it. So if you want to move, you know, you can move. The amenities that these um these rental rental properties now offer, gyms, mm. Wi-Fi, coffee shops inside the, the you know the lobby, just right. the 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 ecosystem that they're providing. You know, movie theaters are, are you know movie night and, 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 and you know media centers right. and, and high. You know, five G, Wi Fi with 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 business centers. Right. I can go on and you know, juicing stations, and it, we can go on and on. Yoga classes, business classes. Oh, who who the who the hell wants to own nowadays? When you have you know when you, when you have an opportunity to have access to these these sorts of amenities, so right. it's you know it's it's you know so it's 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 much more fashionable to rent now, and I don't really see that changing. So you know, interest rates. Looking at the interest rates played a major part 15 years ago. It still plays a, a role because you do still have to factor that in that people are probably going to move towards home ownership with the rates being the way they are. But you also have to understand it's less yep. than what it used to be because of just, you know, the communities that are being developed nowadays. It's just kind of hard to compete with having, you know, and we felt this when we were in Austin, Texas. Right. At the, where was the place we were at? The domain. The domain. You know, it's just how do you compete with something like that? It's, it's it's like living in a shopping mall. <laughs> you know, it was, it's it's it was incredible insane. to be able yeah. to offer that. And, you know, and then just have that ability in seven months or 12 months to be able to, okay, if I want to change, I can change. Correct. I'm not nailed down to anything. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, you know, so, you know, that's yeah. my thought on that. Love it. Love it. So now we've got um, mortgage interest rates. We've looked at the psychographics, demographics. We've looked at the household size, employment. We've looked at building permits. Uh, we we got to keep going. Um, <laughs> so we've got rental market rates and um, you guys can actually evaluate rental market rates at Landlord Academy. Um, we've got some resources there, but I want you to break down, Brian, why rental market rates are important. And more so even today, yeah, because rates change rapidly. Back when I was in the industry, you set a rate mm. and you reevaluated it every week. You did your market survey and got you it. reevaluated it every week and, and you called up or your your area manager, district manager would call down to the property managers. And, you know, now asset managers, you know, this will be as syndicators, right? We're asset managers. We call down to the property managers, boots on the ground and say, hey, look, you know, 
done a market survey. Can we push rents X, Y, and Z? You would push rents every week. But now a lot of these properties have software to where based upon the occupancy rate, the rental rates change on a minute to minute hourly basis, depending on various different factors and equilibriums that are happening at the particular property at the time. So, you know, if leasing agent A and B just leased, you know, two units, it would change. The rates would go up because right. less occupancy, more demand rates would go up. If, if, if it stayed stagnant, it would stay at a certain, you know, uh, rate that they felt like, you know, was, 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 was wherever they set the, right. the, 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 you know, the, um, the bar. Yeah. Then it would move based on how many units they, they rented out that day. Uh, you know, various other factors of the expenses that were, that were, um, accrued by maintenance. So it factors in all this, this AI mm. and it's setting the rents on a, on a, like a, a hourly basis. So rents are changing constantly and rapidly changing. So at the end of the day, you know, even me, I'm, you know, when we're advertising, I give a range now on Zillow. I don't, won't necessarily say, hey, look, this is the rent because, right. I mean, if I lease two units, I mean, that, that's going to change. I'm going to try to bump it up. So at the end of the day, that's why I kind of give a range with rents these days. But, yeah. um, you know, if you're not keeping your finger on the pulse of the market, then how do you really understand how to maximize net operating income, you know, mm. i.e., which is really how are you understanding how to maximize value because net operating income is the lifeline to any investment. Net operating income is the blood to the body. If you bottleneck net operating income, you cut net operating income or clot it, that clot reaches the heart. It, it, it sends the property into foreclosure, mm -hmm. you know, which is like death to the body. So you got to look at net, op net operating income like the blood of the, of the body of the investment. So you have to do as an asset manager or property manager, you have to do what is necessary to keep that flow going and to maximize the, um, you know, the, the flow as much as possible because you know the health of the, the investment, the value of the investment is dependent upon the net operating income the subject property generates. Wow. Wow. Um. <laughs> you can stop right there, man. I mean, that right there was enough. Yeah, yeah. Huh? No, that's, that's definitely that's, was. That's, I mean, 25 <laughs> grand in, I'm just going to send invoices. Man, um, occupancy rates, which is the final piece of the puzzle. We've got all these different parts of the strategic evaluation. Um, then we're looking at occupancy rates. So why is occupancy rates part of this whole equation? Yeah. So, you know, the, I, I, it's, it's funny you mention that because I just had in our, in our, um, you know, our, our evaluation model, um, we've got one of the most complex rental evaluation models and we should probably do something on that so everyone can see it Absolutely. here in the near future. But one of the reasons why we haven't yet is because I'm, I'm, I'm perfecting it. Yeah. One of the things that I had added to the new model that we will be mm -hmm. unveiling in our uh, certified rental investment specialist certification in uh, in a few months yep. in, in the first part of 2020 is I had them add a uh, break even occupancy tab. Right. So it shows all of my expenses, right? But it shows the occupancy level from which I have to main to, to maintain to be able to pay all the major expenses, not to make a profit, but to just to cover all the major expenses, mortgage maintenance, so on and so forth. It has an occupancy. So your occupancy is really important because if you're not maintaining occupancy, you're not able to pay down expenses or debt. If you're not able to pay down debt, we all know what happens. So again, that it all pushes back to what I was talking about, net operating income. You know, where do you think net operating income comes from when we determine it comes from prospect tenants paying rent? Well, if there's no tenants in the building paying rent, then 
you know, uh, then there's no cash flow. Then there's no blood in the body. And if there's no blood in the body, what happens to the body? It dies. Yep. So occupancy is extremely important. So that's why I'm saying too, it's like when you're setting rents and you're focusing on rents and you're and you're talking about pro formas and looking at all these various deals that you're going to be looking at. I mean, you, you got to get down to the science of it. You Correct. really got to really truly understand who that prospect tenant is because it's all based on whether or not, you know, you can achieve. And we talked about this today, the coaching is I can, I think I can get $1,200 in rents at Park Plaza. Correct. However, if the property sits for three, four, five weeks until I get that $1,200, am I really getting $1,200? No, not when you factor in, um, you know, loss to lease, you know, and you're factoring the money that was spent for the upgrades, right. you know, uh, when you're factoring all those things in, you're really not achieving that. So would it be wiser for me to set the rents at a rate that is wise of maybe, you know, nine ninety, you know? Just add a thousand right. and lease it in, in in four days or seven days versus two weeks. Yes, you know, and, and, and you know when you look at the math, the, the answer is yes. It's quite simple. So just really understanding how to balance occupancy, you know, and and make those calls on a day to day, weekly basis at your property is really pulling all of the levers that are necessary to to determine the overall value of the asset. Right. Every decision you make, every hour, every minute, every week, every decision you're making or not making mm -hmm. is affecting the value of that asset. Wow. But who? But we don't. We're not thinking like that. Wow. We're not thinking like that. So yeah, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. No, you good. You good. So I won't where, preach so anymore. Where Where can we get all this information? Be you know, as far as learning about the seal process. Go right to the Bible. Yep. Go right to the. Yep. Go right to the Bible, man. I mean, I, I put it all here. There's a reason why this book made it to the U.S. Library of Congress. Right. I mean, you just don't get to the yeah. U.S. Library of Congress, Nate, from, you know, from selling people on a bunch of... <laughs> and I didn't sell you on a dream when no. I wrote this. No. I didn't say you were going to get rich in, in real estate. I never told you you were, this is this is the way to your financial freedom. No, no. I said, if that's what you decided to do, this is the playbook from which you need. Absolutely. This is the operating system from which you need to start. This is going to identify the work that needs to be done. Right. Hence the word work. Yeah. This is going to identify the work that needs to be done. Then tell the user or reader in this case how to go about performing that work. Yep. I ain't never promised you that you were going to, you know, get rich or do. I let other people make those promises. I just simply said if you showed up and you bought a property, and you showed up, and you bought this book, and you executed on these systems. This book will identify the work that needs to be done, tell you how to go about doing it in a consistent manner, and you'll be profitable if you follow those steps. But I never promised you. This book ain't about promise. This book is about education and training and all the years that I, all the information I was taught in the multifamily industry, it's all, it's all in here. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is, you know, you, this is how you, this is level one. Then you jump on coaching calls with us, you know, and, and, and you get involved with the multifamily matrix and, uh, you know, and, and you and you level up and you educate yourself. And you get around iron sharp as iron. Yep. So if you're around other individuals, you know, that are that are moving in this direction, then obviously by by osmosis, by natural default, you're going to be, you know, highly successful individual. Exactly. And um, yeah, we invite you to uh, get a free download of the CEO checklist, um, which is go to brianchavis.com forward slash Seota. Uh, that's S-E-O-T-A, brianchavis.com forward slash Seota. Um, also, 
you know, we definitely encourage that you join us on our weekly group coaching calls at the Multifamily Matrix. Uh, that's brianchavis.com forward slash matrix, or you can go to multifamilymatrix.com. And if you have found value in this podcast, uh, we'd ask that you, um, you know, subscribe, please share, please share and uh, leave a comment. Um, we're, you know, we're continually giving you guys, uh, you know, knowledge and education each week. And um, also, you know, if you feel like you offer value to investors as well, uh, feel free to sponsor the podcast. Um, you know, we're, we're always looking for value ads that we can, you know, bring to our investors. Um, so if you feel like um, you'd love to be a part of this, uh, we ask that you, you know, just visit our visit our website, brianchavis.com, reach out to us. Uh, we always love, you know, people that want to help and pitch in. And special thank you to all of our sponsors who've pitched in. Uh, to help us bring this to light. So, um, you know, once again, B-Man, I'm thrilled to be here with you, bro. And, uh, you know, thank you for uh, for all your information, man. And and I have to say that this is actually only part one of the SEOTA process. I know, right? I know. <laughs> we're we're going to be going into another whole section of this it's, next it's, week. It's, it's ridiculous. Work. Yeah. It's work, Nate. It's yeah. work. It's yeah. work. It's work. And those who are not scared of work. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah, we, they're, they're going to be ready. Yeah. I was, We're going to get them ready in 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, we just had a whole 40 minute conversation and this is really only part one of evaluating a property. So, um, once again, you know, be, be careful with the other, uh, you know, resource guides out there about just buying the property and fixing it up uh, because, uh, you know, you really could be in, you know, over your head. So, yeah, you, you just got to, guys, you just have to understand that. There is a science to this. Correct. There is a level of education and knowledge and skill sets that have to be acquired before one moves into it. It should be acquired before one moves into it. What you have to understand is that real estate is a wonderful industry that's bailed out a lot of people and made a lot of people look smarter than what they really are. Yeah. Because of appreciation. You know, sometimes these properties get in, people get in over their head, but because of the property appreciating and valuing the asset, real estate has done a remarkable or has had a remarkable ability to hide a lot of mistakes from operators or that operators make. And then even more so, as you add more units in, in, in the economies of scale, you can hide a lot more mistakes benefiting from the economies of scale. That's why smart, sophisticated investors always look for multifamily units between 150, 200, because they're really looking for scale mm -hmm. because it offers a lot more less volatility. So just understanding that is, you know, just because you see success stories right. or hear success stories just really got to find out who the operators are and who you're listening to and making sure that they really understand about everything about operations inside and out you know especially when you're learning you know um that because that's where it's won and lost especially for most of our listeners who are just starting out or may only have 50 to 80 units and you know this you know it, they have to be well versed in operations absolutely absolutely well um we invite you guys to uh, join us in 2020 um, and owning multifamily. And uh, once again, B, thank you so much for being here, brother man. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Absolutely. No, we look, yeah, we look forward to hollering at every, dropping knowledge from the planet of Batu. Exactly. Walt Disney World, here we come. All right. Talk to you soon, All brother. All right, guys. Take care. Bye.